This is Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name is Lucia Benavides, and today we're talking about what it means for migrants to integrate into Catalan society. There are roughly 1.6 million foreign-born residents in Catalonia, almost 400,000 of whom live in Barcelona. They come from all over the world. Pakistan, China, Venezuela, Senegal, Romania. But the stats don't tell us the full story. Why did they come here? Are they adapting to life in Catalonia? Do they feel at home or completely out of place? Today, we'll hear from a number of migrants who spoke to us at the Barcelona International Community Day last weekend. We'll also talk to a professor of cross-cultural management. And we'll discuss our own experiences abroad. Here to talk with me about the complexities of migrating are reporters Gerard Escach-Folk. Hi, Lucia. And Killian Shields. Bon dia. Okay, so first things first. Two of us are not from here, Killian and I. I'm from Argentina, but was raised in the U.S. from a young age. And Killian, as you may tell from his accent, is Hello. from Ireland. Yes, I am. Living here for seven years, though, so I'd like to think that I'm relatively well integrated into the society here. Yeah, yeah, okay, a little bit like me. I, I'm I'm going to hit my seven-year mark in January, so nice, almost nice. there. Um, and Gerard, even though he's Catalan, he has spent some time abroad. Uh, where did you go? How long, how long was that for? Well, that depends on the time you want to ask. I've been to Australia, Canada, France, but the time I spent most, well, the... Yeah, the country I spent most time abroad was in France for almost three years. Okay, and how was your experience there? Oh, uh, well, it was cl quite close to home, so it w it's not that different culturally. Like, well, it's not that a shock, a shock of cultures clashes, but yeah, no, it was quite good. Yeah, still a different country, so exactly. <laughs> still a bit of adap adapting to do there. Dinner at earlier times, perhaps. Yeah, that was quite tricky, but <laughs> I got used to it at the end. That's the biggest did thing. Did they have olive oil down in the south of France? Yeah, they did. Well, okay, so you're happy. To be fair, I was <laughs> buying Spanish olive oil. Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that actually kind of segues perfectly into the topic um, that we have today, which is integration and how how people integrate in new countries and how much you hold on to your roots, your traditions from home. Um, so I want to start out by discussing our own reasons for migrating and our own experiences as migrants. For me, that's divided into two parts because I migrated twice. So when I was nine years old, I migrated with my parents and my two brothers from Buenos Aires, Argentina to Austin, Texas, um, because of the economic situation in Argentina getting very bad. And my dad, who's a geneticist, had a job opportunity there. So In that case, I didn't have a decision in the in the matter. I went because I was a child. But when I was 27 years old, um, I decided on my own to come to Barcelona and work as a foreign correspondent. Um, so I'm curious, kind of why, Gerard, why did you go to France for those three years? Not to eat their olive oil, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> It was just because of a job opportunity. I, well, they hired me to work in a, an international media outlet over there in France, in Lyon, uh, close, a two hours away from Paris. And yeah, I spent there, well, it was just because of work, not because I wanted to move out. Well, I didn't mind moving out, but I didn't choose the destination. It, it chose me. 
Mm-hmm. And what about you, Killian? What brought you here? What brought me here? Yeah, um, I have a sort of a difficult time kind of explaining why I came here, I suppose. I don't know if it's more that I had opportunities or didn't have opportunities in Ireland. It was sort of in between, I suppose. Um, like I could have chosen to stay, but I felt definitely like I had more opportunities to come here. Um, I could already speak Spanish. I couldn't yet speak Catalan coming here. So I had that kind of advantage of coming here as as a bilingual person. Um, but yeah, I, the situation in Ireland back home is very difficult at the moment for our generation, especially uh, the housing market is absolutely crazy uh, and the job market as well is not that uh, amazing, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of felt with all these factors combining. Mm, yes, I could have stayed, but it definitely felt like I had far more room to grow if I left Ireland. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. So both of you were at the Barcelona International Community Day last Saturday, and you met a lot of foreigners there. Can you tell me a little bit about the event and what visitors to the fair talked to you guys about? Well, it was quite interesting to be fair because as a person living here and so like a Catalan, I didn't need that fair, but I felt like if I had known that fair existed in other places, it would have been interesting for me to visit. And it was kind of like several institutions, including us, Catalanias, we were there, mm-hmm. um, several institutions explaining some and giving some recommendations and helping out uh, foreigners or experts who just arrived to Barcelona. So it was kind of a way of like welcoming them. Okay, and interesting. Yeah, It was also great to meet lots of readers and listeners to the website oh, and nice. podcast as well. So thanks for, thanks for showing up. Thanks for nice. saying hi. <laughs> Yeah, and even uh, thanks to them, they just came up and said hi. And we said, okay, do you want to feature in the next podcast? So tell us your experience about immigration and integration into Catalonia. Okay, perfect. Let's hear what they said. One of the first things that we asked to see if visitors feel they are a part of the social fabric of the city was how language can help people integrate. Susanna Magyar is a Hungarian researcher living and working here. I think it's really helpful. I think people really appreciate if you try in Catalan. And uh, I think they are very proud of their language and their culture. And it's, they are really nice people when you talk to them. I would say that I am not assimilated into the culture. That's Derek Lumpkins from the US, who has just moved here six months ago. I still don't know Catalan. I still need to work on my Spanish. I don't know a lot of people here, you know, there's still even holidays. I don't know what holidays are happening and when they're happening and what they're for. Sergi Ritsan from Ukraine arrived in Catalonia in December 2021 and he says learning the language is not enough. I have to find a way to blend in to meet uh, the local people and uh, this is where I'm still struggling because I don't have in my routine clear ways of uh, meeting and, and, and like the the uh, ways that local people uh, live their life, uh, I, I, I cannot share it with them, uh, both to the language barrier, but also to the, um, like the cultural barrier that is broken up with uh, a bit of language. So it's like a circle that I, I struggle a little bit to break. Yeah. Daryl Kluskowski from the US has been here for a year and he is still struggling with the language but feels well integrated into society. Yeah, I, my favorite is at the local market getting to know the fruit uh, guy, the guy who sells us our fruits and vegetables, Salvo. He's awesome. It's at La Basaria and we love him and he's just, he teaches me Catalan because he speaks very little English but and I speak no Catalan but he's, he's helping. So it's been really good 
I did a telemedicine call. That's Jamie Novak, who went to the fair along with Daryl. And my doctor and I really bonded. And so she and I have actually gotten together socially a few times. And we even went up um, the Costa Brava together. And Getting involved in local customs and traditions is another way that foreign residents can meet locals, as Nimesh Chahari, an Indian PhD student here, explains. Initially, I made a lot of uh, Catalan friends because of my workplace and I could uh, get into like the activities they were doing and then somehow like I got into like the different traditions in Barcelona particularly. So I always go because some people are in uh, Coya, like do the curry folk. So like uh, you go with them, it's quite nice event to go and also like a lot of festa majors and uh, like I also try to go to like the Centre Civics uh, and they organize a lot of events. So I feel like it's part of taking part a little bit. Uh, but I think I have to get on with my Catalan uh, because if you don't get it, it's a bit difficult to go into attending like uh, Centre Civic events particularly. FC Barcelona, one of the biggest football clubs in the world, is how a lot of people first come into contact with Catalonia. This was the case for Sergi Gritstan. I had a dream since my childhood because of football club uh, that I may visit, then I visited, then I loved the city. I experienced the culture a little bit, I opened the books of history and stuff. It was interesting for me. Thank you to everyone there who shared their thoughts with us. So it's interesting because we heard from different people who have different ideas of what integrating looks like. So I guess this means that there's no one definition of what does it look like to integrate, in this case, into Catalan society. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, I was a little bit surprised at times when I heard um, some people saying that they felt very integrated, but then I quickly realized that what I was surprised at was the fact that their definition was clearly different to my definition of feeling integrated into the society. So maybe a lot of the people, their social circles were mostly comprised of international people. And absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, that's, that's fantastic to see the diversity and the culture, cross-cultural pollination, this kind of thing. But uh, when I think of my own definition of being really integrated here, I think of like the festas majors, the, the sort of the traditions like this, the corrifoc, the taking part in even the language, even just being in tune with the, the thing, the issues of the city, the politics, this kind of thing. Um, so when I see, and, and I've got lots of friends as well and other neighbors who are from different countries as well who have no interest in like kind of engaging with the day-to-day the -day issues or yeah. things like that, the, that, that's kind of important to the city or, or the country. And mm. so that to me is different in my own definition of being integrated into integrated into the society. Yeah, made you reflect on, you know, maybe there's mm. more than one definition absolutely. of integrating, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I have to say, like, I love, um, I, lo I love, like, being in tune with, like, the pop cultural references here. Yeah. I think that's a really good kind of benchmark because, like, obviously, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a foreign-looking person, so when <laughs> I say things to, like, people in a bar, something like, uh, buenas, como están las máquinas? <laughs> uh, like, these kind of, like, in-jokes that, like, you have to be really kind of ingrained into the society to understand. Yeah. And people see that from me, of, like, a blue-eyed, very white-skinned Irish man. <laughs> you feel proud, like, it really <laughs> yeah, means. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I can see the surprise <laughs> in their eyes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and do you do you feel integrated, Killian? Or for, for my own definition, I do. Yeah. I have to say, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What about you, Gerard? Did you feel integrated into French society? 
It was kind of a difficult time for me because it was during COVID. So obviously okay, yeah. everything was quite complicated and I was working long hours because after all there were a lot of news. Uh, but I tried to learn, well, to remember a little bit of the French I knew. I tried to do things outside of work. So I tried to, obviously, like if bars and restaurants were closed for 10 months, it's it a was little a bit little hard. Bit <laughs> yeah, yeah, limited you. Yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes it can fall in the middle, right? Because I feel, I feel like I personally fall in the middle. Like I, my boyfriend is Catalan, and I know his family, and I meet with his friends. But most of my own personal friends are from all over the world, and so there's kind of a, there's never like a black and white answer, I guess, or a black and white way to be integrated. Because it's also important to stay in tune with your own roots and cultures and I have a lot of American and Argentine friends here which is like literally my two identities so I don't think that there's was a, a coincidence there's, there's one way to solve this issue what is what it? are you celebrating Castañeda or Halloween <laughs> <laughs> I think that one is you can't compete with Halloween <laughs> I'm sorry but chocolate and candy versus roasted chestnuts I am celebrating Halloween this week by having friends come over and carve pumpkins but there will probably be Castañadas there as well not bad not bad which you're also, can I point out, you're also eating yes. a traditional Halloween Irish cake. It's so May good. I point out? Yes, Barmbrack. Barmbrack. <laughs> okay. And it has, it's kind of, tell us what it's made of again. Uh, yeah. So it's a sort of a very fruity kind of sweet cake. Um, yeah. And this is, I suppose, one example of me kind of mixing my own traditions. Like this is an Irish thing that I've brought to all of <laughs> yeah. you guys here now today. I'm very uh, grateful. But one thing that's like yeah, fast. Thank you. One thing that's very interesting in it that I uh, haven't told you yet, but this is traditionally made with items baked inside the cake. And if you happen to find one of the items in your piece, they have different meanings. So cool. one can be a matchstick, which means you'll be married, but the marriage will be an unhappy one. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> there's another <laughs> thing like a P, which means you won't get married at all. But you can get a ring. That's the most common thing. A ring means you're going to get married kind of very soon this year. Uh, and it's going to be marriage good? marriage-oriented. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yes, and it will be good. Yes, okay, yes, yes. Okay, because most of them <laughs> sounded negative yeah. so far. We have something similar here in Barcelona, oh, yeah? in yeah. Catalonia, the Torte de Reis. The, of course, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Men, the king's mm -hmm. uh, pastry. And you have like... It's like a little baby, right, that you find? No. Mm, Am I remembering? Like figurines. Little figurine it's a little figurine. figurine. Okay. Yeah. And then okay, another one of like is. a hard bean, uh, yeah, which means exactly. you have to pay for the whole cake oh, if yeah. you get that. Yeah, look yeah. at that integration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had that before too. <laughs> we're, we're integrated, Killian. We've this both had this. <laughs> I got the little figurine ones. So this kind of uh, mix of cultures, you know, I think is very beautiful. Um, but we should talk about how this event, this fair that took place last weekend, is mostly targeted towards English-speaking migrants who... Um, I think it's fair to say tend to be middle class and up. Um, and so s this experience isn't necessarily reflective of every foreign born resident, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the word professionals is used often in the like, marketing communication to like sell the events to people who are looking for it. And uh, yeah, certainly. Um, okay. Definitely yeah. there's a wide variety of people from all sorts of different socioeconomic backgrounds living here. And right. I think it's probably fair to say that this event is catered toward one certain sector of that. Yeah. And I'm curious, did you guys talk to anyone who could maybe speak about, you know, 
Other people's experience integrating into Catalonia, especially people who come from lower socioeconomic backgrounds, um, maybe they're here as refugees. And so, you know, you don't have as much time to learn a new language, meet local people because you're focused on getting work and getting papers also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. We spoke with Marina Ruiz Tada. She's a professor of cross-cultural management in Barcelona's Ramon Llull University, okay. La Salle. And she explains the difference between all these people that like come from, let's say, northern countries or even the US or even South Africa, which uh, socially speaking, we see them as like an asset for the culture and others who are like migrants who come by, well, refugees who need to escape from their country or flee their country because of political or economical mm -hmm. reasons. And she mentions that those are two different kinds of, well, concepts, uh, mm -hmm. social concepts, because one is considered an asset and the other one it needs to prove they are an asset to the society. Okay, that makes sense. Well, let's hear a little bit more about what she said. times expatriates are not um, weighed down with the same level of responsibility um, and, and in this discussion a lot of the, the discussion around power as well as privilege is not there so those who come from more higher socioeconomic um, places um, may not be required to to prove themselves in the same way whereas People who come from lower socioeconomic um, countries or backgrounds might be forced to um, prove themselves as more being as an asset to the country. Whereas people who consider themselves expatriates are almost automatically seen as assets to the country. So if you just, just take a quick Google search on the word expatriate, it's about tips for moving abroad. It's about how to you know, how, how do you integrate your children into the new host country? What kind of adventures can you have? What kind of food can you explore? What kind of place should you live? Whereas when it comes to the term migrant or immigrant, it's about the immigrant problem or the migrant problem, right? It's, it's usually still associated with stigma. For immigrants who come from the global south or who come from, you know, places where they're, or who might be more vulnerable, there's racism at play, there's classism and discrimination at play, right? So not only is it their access to education and um, health or housing or employment, maybe even their educational degrees or training from abroad are not going to be recognized or given any credit in Catalonia, right? So there needs to be a much more comprehensive definition of what integration actually means, right? What does it mean in practice? And the EU, in general, considers that this bi-directional process with shared responsibility on both the immigrant side as well as the, the host country side. But the ways of achieving integration really differs from region to region, as well as um, the fact that it's very loosely defined. So sometimes people define it as the process of learning the language, um, succeeding in employment and work and the education system. And sometimes it even means intermarriage, right? And Whereas sometimes people may define it as an emotional thing, um, a feeling of achieving a type of normalcy or belonging into their new home. When we talk about letting go of our cultural, the norms of what we're coming from, that's more a process of assimilation. I think the process of in integration tries to at least ask immigrants or people who come over to um, 
take some responsibility, I guess, in learning the language and learning the cultural um, norms and values here. Unfortunately, it's not always bi-directional and that's the problem with you know, this integration approach. Thank you to Marina for talking with us. I noticed she used the terms expat and migrant, and I think this is interesting because the media definitely paints a different picture for for each term. So you kind of hear the term expat heard in the context of like wealthy, usually white migrant or person who <laughs> migrated, and migrant is tend to tends to have a more negative connotation in media. Um, and I know that this is like a debate that's been going on for a long time that I've heard myself, but I don't know what 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 more did she did she say about these terms? Well, one of the things that she told me is that in the living the media aside, the in the academic spectrum, And there is no definition for expert. Well, each academic has its own definition. So obviously they have to define the term expatriate between what do they consider expatriate or someone who is going like for an international assignment. Is that an expert or Mm -hmm. it's just like um, someone who's traveling abroad for like work. And that's one of the things that she told me that uh, in the academic world, there is no exact definition. So obviously... It all right. depends on like social conception. How people use it, right? Okay, yeah. Um, well, me personally, I consider myself a migrant. Um, I think because I've, you know, like I mentioned before, migrated twice. So it's very attached to my identity. And my grandparents also migrated to Argentina. And I think the beauty of migrating is that you become culturally malleable. You take what works from here and from there. And you become a sort of kaleidoscopic person, like this merger of different cultures and languages and identities. It's time now for Catalan Phrase. What is it this week? I think as the Catalan, I'm supposed to yes, show you the integration process. <laughs> yes, teach us. A la tardó, ni fred ni calor. Okay. A la tardó, ni fred ni calor. And it means, Killian. Uh, in the autumn, neither hot nor cold. Yeah, okay. I don't yeah. think there's an equivalent expression in English. Right? I don't think I've so. It's got a nice one. rhyme to it in Catalan. Yeah, so yeah. it doesn't it work sense. in English. Okay. But I can absolutely feel how it's true because, like, you, you arrive to work in the morning and it's like cold. You need to put layers on. But yeah. then after that, it gets very warm you during the day. You go out for lunch and the sun is yeah. shining. And yeah, wow. yeah. It's Welcome that time of year. Catalonia. It's almost <laughs> impossible to dress right. <laughs> yeah, just layers, layers. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, Killian and Gerard, for being here. Thank you also to Marina Ruistada and everyone who shared their experiences with us at the Barcelona International Community Day. We'll be back next Saturday with another episode of Filling the Sink. In the meantime, you can catch us on social media or email us at fillingthesink at acn.cat. On behalf of the entire team here at Catalan News, I'm Lucia Benavides wishing you a wonderful weekend. Goodbye, ciao, adeo. Mm-hmm.